Welcome back to the greatest book club in the world. Uh, my name is Jendorf, and with me today, we, we are discussing, uh, of course, Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, brought to you by, uh, 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 I forgot the German word for Mr. Uh, <laughs> which is funny for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, but uh, it's from uh, Mrs. Uh, Bendis and uh, Bagley. Uh, John Tell, uh, there's, there's a Stuart Eminem later, there's some David Lafuente, some Sarah Pichelli, yes, uh, uh, a few other names. Uh, it's Ultimate Spider-Man, yes, signed to Peter Parker, boy, he's wonderful. Uh, but with me today, of course, I am your host, uh, Gildorf, but with me today is two of the only people I would trust to go to a party and explode cars and one of them to look surprisingly really, uh, really scary with the black hair. Yes, uh, Eric Azana. That's me. I wore the black hair wig to the party. Yes. And uh, Zijigabram. <laughs> uh, guten Tag. Yes, <laughs> good, guten, guten Tag. Yes. Even though he's from an Eastern European nation, but this is the only voice that I could think of that works for him. I am Malcolm Russell Nelson, actually. I will pull off the mask today. Oh my <sighs> God. Geldof, Geldof was Malcolm the entire time? Geldof was here. Okay. I guess, it's I guess like, that's what I, you have to say about the podcast now is that Geldof was here. Geldof was, was here. It's W U Z. W U Z. Geldof was here. here. Yeah. Because it's early. Was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're having fun here. This is the Geek Explain Book Club, where every single Friday, I, along with my amazing friends, are going through Ultimate Spider-Man. First off, I want to say a huge thank you to Geldof for giving us that amazing intro before he got zapped somewhere else by his yeah. mutant friends. Yeah, is I hope his mutant? nipples are okay. Is he not? Who knows? Yeah. The world may never know. Hmm. Gentlemen, we are discussing Volume <laughs> 7 of Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, this one is entitled uh, Irresponsible. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of this volume. This is the weird one. <laughs> I didn't like it. Oh, man, I I really I wanted to come into this liking this, especially with how much Malcolm hyped up Geldof last week. Uh, <laughs> like he was the fucking second coming of Alpha or something like that. Yeah, I thought that'd be funnier. And uh, <laughs> you know what? I I will say I will say this is uh, by the way this is issues forty through forty five, and. Even though I did not like this volume, this has one of the best issues in the entire series so far. Yes, it does. That's well, the thing. I'm very excited to dive into this. Um, what do you guys think of this volume before we get into it? Just broad, spoiler-free thoughts before we get into the big old spoilers in the rest of the episode. Because I know Jacob, I know Malcolm was always you know... was already ready to dive into it. Jacob, what do you think? <laughs> Uh, I thought it was all right, actually. Um, this was this actually was nice to be like a little break from like um, so many big things and villains that we've had from the previous vol volumes and um, and yeah, I liked Geldof. That was really really funny. Uh, it was great to. This felt like uh, this felt very much like a '90s Spider-Man uh, 
cartoon episode <laughs> that uh you yeah. know it's just, yeah like it felt so much like what like like what happens uh and who guest stars in it um uh yeah this 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 isn't this isn't my favorite even though i say like the last one was my favorite uh this 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 was uh this was just a nice little break you know and i figured we would get like something like this more often you know hmm. it's cool it's good it's good stuff for I sure thought. that's me <laughs> malcolm general thoughts uh i like this kind of volume i i like this volume it's definitely not my favorite uh it's a weird one but i like it a lot <laughs> um because it's a nice like like jacob said it's a nice break uh in between really big heavy emotional stuff and then maybe there's more of that kind of stuff coming so it's it's a nice it's a nice break up in the run uh i i think this volume is super fun this is what i wanted those tom holland spider-man movies to feel like is this where it's very like small scale like oh he's just this is friendly neighborhood spider-man stuff you never get that in stories anymore whatsoever it's always way too big this is like sure. the smallest scale spider-man story that we've read like we've had maybe in like Dude, like 30 years 40 years like yeah. <laughs> it's the smallest scale one it's so small scale and i love that i think it's really wonderful um yeah for sure and, and like you said it has one of the best issues in the run in it absolutely like, well and it's it's interesting too because like i do think that after like fucking everything like the hit and rock bottom for peter last volume yeah we needed kind of a cool off you need um, a build up this yeah. is a build up. yeah in kind of the same way that we needed that you know that big break in invincible after invincible war and yeah all that it's yes it's good nope. to have a breather but this yes. one for me got a little too like early 2000s wacky high school mutant shenanigans it's pretty this is mm -hmm. the i mean i liken it to the tom holland movie so much specifically like homecoming sure. because yes. before homecoming came out everyone involved with that movie john watts and you know tom holland i was gonna say tom taylor jesus uh, uh tom holland and everybody <laughs> tom taylor uh, would make an incredible spider-man he'd be a buff right <laughs> he'd be 90s animated spider-man <laughs> yeah anyway. uh but everyone likened it to like a John Hughes movie. And that's mm -hmm. what this one feels like. This feels like a John yeah. Hughes movie, like in earnest, which is wonderful. I really want it to see Tom wonderful. Taylor in that polo shirt that he, that Peter wears in the nineties show. That'd be the green, the green, yeah, green, green, yeah. green yeah. white, purple with the white or stripe. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Mary Jane. <laughs> or the Australian equivalent. <laughs> so let's go ahead and dive into this we are in the aftermath of the venom arc which means that peter don't have no costume he lost his original costume his backup costume which was the venom symbiote i guess we it's not really a symbiote it's just the suit right the venom it's just the suit, suit. yeah it's just the suit uh is no more as far as we know and so peter is shopping around shopping around for some new duds he goes over to uh dick's sporting goods i guess i and... love this uh no he goes to uh, art, it's uh, it's biff's starting groups uh, <laughs> that is an insult to art don't you ever don't you ever compare this guy biff Biff, to art. Yeah. Okay. I do love it specifically Biff. I think that's really funny. Yeah. It's so you can almost hear him like just a... be like the well, this is a wrestling thong. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> hello, McFly. Hello. Hello. Exactly. Hello. Those are dancing tart. Those are dancing tights, McFly. No, <laughs> head to toe. That's not a what wrestling thing. Why is this guy knocking me on my head right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know you. Uh, yeah. Isn't this stranger bad, bad touch here? <laughs> so that's weird. So yeah, he's he's trying to figure out where to get a new suit because his original suit was provided by the wrestling company. And any kind of repairs or new suits that he would get were made by Mary Jane. So he is kind of SOL right now and trying to figure things out. So he's running around doing his Spider-Man thing in street clothes, baby. It's amazing so that nobody sees him. Nobody sees him. <laughs> nobody, yeah. it's, it's that classic invincible rule. Yeah. Nobody looks up. Nobody looks, nobody looks up. up. Exactly. Especially in New York. You got to believe that it's just like, I do yeah. not have time to be staring at the sky. Do you I know have places why to go and pizza rats to fight. There, there's pizza a reason why people don't look up in New York. It's because you get pooped on. If you look up, uh, you'll get pooped on by a pigeon. Oh, oh. Yeah, 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 or uh, penny comes out falling from the sky and just impacts you in the head. Just full on birds just drop out of the sky if you look up at them. The happening. So (laughs) Peter makes it back to class, and he and Mary Jane are still in a weird spot because the last time they talked, it was in the rain in that incredibly heartfelt notebook style scene that we all loved from last week uh so they're not really on speaking terms but good thing they don't have to speak they're just writing each other notes this is something that i think is so universal with the high school experience especially if you went to high school in the 2000s like writing notes and like showing your notebook to the person across the room is like i remember doing this multiple times oh yeah and so classic so mary <laughs> and, and i peter remember try- what happens next happening a few times as well yes agree because <laughs> peter and mary yeah. are trying to like get on the same page and it's very clear that they're not on the same page until the teacher snatches up both of their books and airs out their dirty laundry aka their mildly non-embarrassing conversation on onto the entire class um i love that Mary's like burying her head in her hands, like of embarrassment. It's really Big good. Gwen being behind Peter, like, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so the story continues. Pete tries to call his old, uh, his old wrestling guy, the head of uh, FFW, uh, who's getting ready for their FFW Monday Night Raw. Raw. <laughs> And he's like, hey, you know, and I love this too. He's he's legit like pulling out some some Marvel shenanigans here. He's like, hey, you know, I'm from Hasbro and we're wanting to license some of your guys. The guy's like, we already have a license with Toy Biz. And right then and there is how you know what year this came out. Not not <laughs> only that, but look at how things are now. Mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. Uh, who doesn't so have true. a license? Toy Biz, because Toy Biz isn't a thing. Who does have it? No longer exists. So you can pick up your FFWs at KB Toys, (laughs) specifically uh, published by Hasbro. Go down to your local haberdashery and check it out. Exactly. Check it out. The haberdashery. (laughs) So this is really interesting, and I want to pick your guys' brains on this. Obviously, Malcolm, you know what's going on here. Peter is met by Flash. And Flash is telling him, like, yo, I need to talk to you. 
and Peter is in full on Steve Ditko mode because he's like, yeah. yeah, I don't like you. I don't trust you. I don't want to go anywhere with you. I'm gone. And so he leaves. And something's going on with Flash. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's happening, but I am very curious. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember when we find out. It's a little bit from now. But we will find out. There, there is How an long answer. is a little bit? Do you want a specific number? Give me a, give me a ballpark. I could give you a number within the next 10 volumes. Oh, okay. I was going to say it's the next volume, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> the no, next it is, page. It is, it is 100% not the next volume. I will tell you that oh, much. Okay. But right. it is uh, within, within the next, next 10 like, volumes. Yeah, you said ballpark. So that's a ballpark. <clears throat> All right, so <laughs> Peter is continuing on his way when he happens upon a woman getting mugged. And Classic. this is just, it's sad. Because these guys, you know, they think they're tough and shit, and they're pulling a knife on this poor lady in the alleyway, when who shows up? The human spider. It's the human spider. The human <laughs> spider <laughs> from <laughs> Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 1 shows up. I love, I love seriously. This is so good. I wish he just rolled around in this for a while, honestly. Like, Same. I like this look a lot. I think it's cool. <laughs> and it looks really comfy. And it looks really comfy and really movable. Like, it looks like you can move in that. Absolutely. He's wearing joggers and a sweatshirt. Like, yeah. 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 Maximum says... mobility, maximum comfort, minimum mm. protection. Yeah. Even so, though, he takes out these guys, just absolutely womps them, and then realizes, oh, shit, I'm missing a lens in my mask. Um, which, I, I guess, for me, was kind of surprising that it was a glass lens. Because, like, I don't know, his his costumes always seemed more homemade with, like, cloth and everything. Obviously, we've seen with uh, with adaptations that his uh, that his lenses are usually glass metal fiberglass that kind of thing but yeah for me this was this was kind of a surprise i i like this a glass lens i think that makes more sense um, fair plus i i like the idea of you know since since he's gotten this costume from uh from 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 the wrestling place in the first FFW. place you know like yeah ffw you know they of yeah. course would put some like money into it you know so fair. glass lenses yeah. fair so no, Peter and, and I do love the whole like hold on hold on I dropped my contact I have to somebody <laughs> nobody move what? nobody move <laughs> nobody move no lady don't step there <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Peter is working on how he's gonna figure out a new costume when all of a sudden who comes down the stairs. girl from the wrong side of the tracks <laughs> Gwen Stacy comes down the stairs and I will say this is one of the most apropos entrances because she comes down the stairs shrouded in shadow yeah and I heard I heard the the Gwen the Stacy riff? theme oh, I yeah. heard the riff uh-huh. I heard but the riff she comes down the stairs and she's talking to him and I really I love this conversation. Again, I'm usually not a wall of text bubbles kind of guy when it comes to comic book art, but I feel like this conversation works really well. 
That's the thing. Ben, again, at this time, Bendis is the best at this. Yeah. This is what he yeah. excels at. This is why you get a Bendis to be on these books because the conversation feels so natural and so yeah. earnest. Like uh, when, when I was in like screenwriting class and stuff, like this was what I looked to. <laughs> I looked to Bendis stuff because like, how does that conversation oh, yeah. just feel so natural? It feels like this is what two people sound like when they talk. Yeah, genuinely. Like I've, yeah. I definitely remember like in high school having this conversation of like, no, we're losers. Like we don't yeah. go and do cool stuff. Yeah, we don't yeah, do that. Cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I just, I really, I really dig that they're, they're not going the relationship route, which I think is really intriguing. Yeah. And it's just like two buds, two friends doing their thing. Reminds yeah. me a lot of, uh, of Spectacular Spider-Man. Yes. The cartoon. Yeah. Two of them just palling around for a while. And they decide, let's go to the party. Let's be cool people. Let's be fun people. So they go to this party and they fucking hate it there. This party is exactly what you picture. This is the party that every Euphoria kid dreams of going to. Where there's <laughs> tons of... <laughs> Did you see Nate Jacobs there? Oh my god, I can't believe he showed up. Yeah, you know what? I was really surprised he was there until Fezco beat the shit out of him with a beer bottle. Watch Euphoria season two; it's great. What, so, what's great is I haven't watched any of Euphoria except for the clips I see on Twitter. Euphoria off, that is clip one of, was phenomenal of Homeboy just beating the shit out, of just that whacking that him awesome. upside the head with a Jack Daniels bottle and just <laughs> going just in wailing on him. On him. I know Spoiler that. alert for anybody here. It's in the first episode of season two. Get off my dick. Exactly. Um, it's spoiler alert. I I have a secret. I just have a like. It's one of those guilty pleasure shows. Euphoria is just one of those shows that I'm like, yes, I will watch this and being invest, be invested in these drugged out children's lives. It it scratches the same itch for me that Skins used to. When I was like in high school and college, this yeah, is like the that. next generation of skins. I get that. Watch skins; it's great. Um, Me too. It's so good. This party has like everything, by the way. That I seriously really laughed at. Like I really laughed at. Like there's two girls that are obviously about to get into a cat fight, and there's yes. like, two guys like watching this, ready to do it. I feel like the guy that's on the stairs that's with, with Ooh. The drink. Ooh, that, yeah. that's okay. Flash, that's, isn't it? That's, that's Flash. The, isn't that is flash? that flash? Yeah, is, I thought really it was. Yeah. It's, I thought it was somebody you, else. You can't mistake that bowl cut boy. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So and you're your flash. And the so in this in those singlet. Uh, what with those wristbands? Oh, oh, bracelets. Bracelets. Oh yeah. yeah. The bracelets. Oh yeah. Remember yeah. those bracelets? They were supposed to like help you with your balance or some yep. shit. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, Eric, who are you at the party? Uh, I mean, if I'm not Peter just sitting in the corner, people watching, um, I'm Kong in the middle who's just like wandering and having random conversations nice. <laughs> on his way to get a drink, I assume. Uh, I am probably the guy upstairs with his arms up in the air, probably oh, yeah. ranting about some shit. Like, that's just me, like, bro, you should have fucking angrily. seen how big this fish was. I caught <laughs> <laughs> that's probably me, like, yelling at someone about like Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> that's awesome, or why like Last Jedi is amazing. Like, that's probably what it is. <laughs> so, the two of them are sitting there not having a good time, and uh, they're like, you know what. Peter wants to go. Gwen's like, no, 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 we should stay. When all of a sudden, who shows up? 
the real girl who walked from the wrong side. The, of the real track. girl from the wrong side of the tracks with just this leather belt halter top number that is so eye-catching and she's with sometimes blonde sometimes redhead liz allen who is back to being blonde this time around <laughs> it's and, strawberry it's strawberry yeah that's very that is being very generous um, <laughs> and her new friend who's got who, who is rocking this weird like fishnet not a sleeve that's held onto her arm by like by the same kind of like bracelets yeah you know you know what she looks she looks like a really intense version of donna troy <laughs> yes like she looks like intense donna you troy know what i would fucking love a teen titans book with mark bagley on art oh fuck like yeah. a team oh, yeah. when mark bagley was that, that easy, really he should have done teen titans he should have done like a straight can you imagine up year him one <laughs> or like a year five teen oh, titans book him drawing robin with the with the thighs out with the oh, thighs man. dude with him thighs him drawing a running wally west like i want mark bagley drawing kid flash wally west oh right now oh so anyway, Donnie Troy and Cassie Sandsmark walk up into yeah. this party, and uh, she definitely took like uh, just pretty much took her to like Hot Topic to get her all that. that <laughs> That's, That's basically what she went to. They said, "Okay, we're gonna hit Hot Topic, and then we're gonna hit Claire's, yeah. and, then <laughs> we're gonna hit <laughs> and then we're gonna hit Spencer's to get you a wig." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they went to the exactly Park Place it. Mall in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> like, seriously. In 2003. The 2000 only store where you can hit all three of those stores. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the only mall in Tucson you can hit all three of those stores. So they had a Cinnabon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I'm going to be honest. It took me a second to realize that this was Mary Jane. It took me a page turn and yep. then halfway down until like she looked sad walking away from Peter. I was like, oh, shit, that's Mary Jane. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was the way uh, it works. Yeah, I, this was quite a greasification of Mary Jane walking <laughs> the in here. <laughs> like, tell me about it, stud. Now, OK. I have a question, and I guess it'll come back up later. Okay. But is this a wig, or is her hair just temporarily colored colored for the night? Because I think, I think, I think her think hair is just wig. colored. I think it's temporarily colored because of um, later on. There's a thing later, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a thing later. Okay, you, you'll have to point it out to me, because I, I am in the we'll wig camp for this yeah. one. But either way... They're they're having you know they have like an awkward moment. They see each other. You everyone's been there after a breakup. You run into your ex at a party, and it's like weird, weird immediately. And it's like okay, mm -hmm. it's time to go. And does this from I want to ask you guys. There is a panel at the bottom of this where it kind of seems to me like Gwen set this up because she's like, well, that worked. He's like, what worked? She got your attention. And he's like, can we please go home now? She's like, absolutely. I no, I I don't think that she set this up. I mean, it. I don't definitely know. Definitely feels like it from the way she. Uh, That's what set I'm it saying. Up and was persistent about going to the party. Like we should go, we should go, we should go. Mary Jane's there. He sees her, and but I don't think Gwen has a Gwen... big smile on her face too when the two of them meet eyes. But this Gwen really hasn't been that kind of Gwen, like 
showed the initiative to do something like that. That's why I don't think that's, that is. I don't know. Kind of, I, I don't, don't think know. it's. I don't think it's there. I don't think she's that. I don't think she's that sweet enough to set something that up because she is still the. the you don't got to be a sweetheart to matchmake, my friend. Well, she's still the girl from the other side of the tracks. That's what I'm saying. She that was awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't think that she did. I, I don't think that she is that kind of a friend with Peter. I yeah. guess that's the way to put it. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm so speechless about Jacob turning around, yeah. turning my, I that turning my title awesome. around on me. That I was wasn't prepared awesome. for that. Jacob just punched it, man. Just it was punched sweet. me in the fucking throat. So Ow! they're like, okay, time to go. And all of a sudden they hear a boom from outside. They start to make their way out when all of a sudden Geldof, they hear Geldof, they hear Geldof, the chant Geldof, of Goldberg. Geldof, Geldof, Geldof. And they find this is like the most metal looking like intro to this character. Yeah. And when I, I thought was he had reading guitar, through this, actually. I was like <laughs> It's about to fucking go down. These last three pages are metal as fuck. Because, like, you can hear the music, like, this going... One, this felt the most, like, uh, right before the commercial break of an X-Men Evolution episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did! <laughs> yes, Because it's, like, the Jeez. off-brand, like, rocks, so and you get the idea, like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is rock. Hell yeah. By the way... By the way, listener, go watch X Men Evolution. It's the best X Men Evolution show. slaps. It's the it's best so X Men. The best X Men cartoon. Yeah, it's so, not the best X Men cartoon. It Hold is on. the best Hold X Men. It, it is, is the best, best X Men cartoon. Wolverine, Wolverine and the yeah. X Men. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Did Wolverine and the X Men finish its run? <laughs> No, no, no it did not. <laughs> no, it did not. Against it, you're gonna hold one season against second. five seasons of X Men Evolution. Yeah, that's how strong that one season is. Yes, nah, absolutely. nah, absolutely. Wolverine, the X Men's a close second. Close second. Yeah, they made Cyclops the Wolverine. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, Wolverine should not be okay. Yeah. So, um, the the Geldof chant continues as everyone's like. Oh shit, this guy can blow up cars with his mind. Oh shit, blow up that car. You know, like teenagers do. And <laughs> whose car as, is that? Well, it's not mine, so just blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Total irresponsibility. And so Peter and Gwen head outside, they see what's going on, and we are faced with our first glimpse of Geldof. Looking menacing as fuck. Again, at the end of this issue, I'm like, I'm all in on Geldof. Like, let's fucking go. Let's mm -hmm. do this. You think that Geldof is real scary when you first see him? You do. Yeah. Because he ain't, boy ain't got no eyebrows. And that's boy terrifying. Boy ain't got no eyebrows. Yeah. If you run up on, I'm, I'm letting you peek behind the curtain here, listener. If you run up on me with no eyebrows, nine times out of ten, I'm going to be terrified of you. Just Nine times out of ten, you're going to catch some hands, dog. Yeah, <laughs> Don't run up sure. on a boy. Don't run for up sure. on a boy. Especially yeah, if you ain't got no eyebrows. Especially if you ain't yeah. got no eyebrows. Uh, this guy's that'll very, set off my spidey much. sense immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ain't he, got no eyebrows. He so, definitely has like uh uh like son of Vigo the Carpathian over here. Yes. <laughs> and it's <laughs> not exactly like he it. and it's not like he can't grow them. Like look at this luscious mane he's got. Like that yeah. has to be a conscious choice to shave his eyebrows. 
<laughs> look as fucking menacing and Eastern European as possible. Dude, that's the thing. He's 2000s Eastern European transfer student. student. Yeah. 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 So he's he is what at that time was considered quote Euro trash. Like yeah. Euro trash. Like, remember when that, Euro man. trash was the sh- was the thing? Yeah. Yeah. He's Euro trash, bro. <laughs> I remember Euro trip, but that was like that was a movie. Great he is movie. absolutely Euro trip. Yeah, great yeah. movie. It's a great movie. So all of a sudden, as Peter's about to jump into action, who shows up? It's the cops, which means <laughs> as a uh, as a good friend of mine and local comedian John Mulaney once said, scatter! <laughs> and all of the kids, I've been there. We've all been there. Have that you guys been? You're not supposed to I be. Want, I wanted to ask you, have you guys ever had to like leave from a party? Yes. That, like something like this like ever happened? Yes. Uh, yes. I remember distinctly senior year. I was at a party. Some kids started blowing up cars with his mind, and then I had to run away from the cops. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucking wild ride. Uh, yes, I have been at a couple of parties that ended the same way. Uh, <laughs> one that one that picked up another place <laughs> afterwards. Oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's there was a backup really plan in place, which was very smart. Uh, <laughs> we. Apparently, like the the friends that I was with when we were like at a party said we were going to go crash another party and we did crash that party. And then all those people, all the people that were there seeing all of these new people showing up going like, what the hell is going on? It's like, we think think these guys need to leave. And I just remember just I just like, oh, should we? Should we scatter? And that's, that's, that was just the keyword. And everyone just jumped the fences. Should we scatter? And should we scatter? Like, just, yeah. You want to scatter? Bailed. Yeah, let's like, scatter. I think yeah, scatter is in the plan. Yeah. He thinks the scattering plan. is happening. It was so funny. Keep your plans open. We might scatter later. Should we yeah. scatter? That's should we so scatter? funny. That's a shirt. <laughs> Jacob, that's a shirt. That is a shirt. That's an early we 2000 found, shirt. We right found there. our first shirt. Uh, yeah. Should we scatter? Should we scatter? <laughs> we should scatter. Put that on the list. Go to, that's so funny. Oh, oh my God. Man. Go to bigcartel.geeksplain.merch. Use the promo code Jacob Brown for 30% off your Should We Scatter shirt. Should we Great scatter? Mark. 2022. 20, yeah. <laughs> it's a question mark of just like somebody about it's to leave. Question mark. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, cops roll up. Everybody is just hightailing it out of there. Kong knocks over a table and yeah. everyone's yeah. going to hop over the fence. And unfortunately, Mary Jane's new makeover does not allow her to make it over fences. No, no, no. no Someone stepped on her butt. Rude. Hella rude. (laughs) And so some idiot stepped on my butt is so weird. Yeah, weird. It's probably Flash. So he's an idiot. He matches the description. (laughs) And so everyone's helping each other up, getting over the fence and everything. I love this moment, too. She's like, where uh, Gwen like reaches over for Peter. She's like, come on, you can do it. Come on, climb the wall. And Peter's like, he gives it all on. like, you have no idea. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and so we see, I love oh, this. Oh no, panel. what will I do? Oh, like this gosh. bottom panel is straight up. Should we scatter? Cause yes, like all of these kids just yeah, yeah. scattering that's, off into the wind. Yeah. That's with what like, happened. Everyone running in different directions. It's, it's totally what I remember happening. It's just As, everyone going in opposite directions. Oh yeah. As the Ferris Bueller like running home music plays, for sure. 
and then you get that last like chica chica at they're at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Some of them reunite with some lady of the night looking high schoolers. Are we, are these high schoolers? Because they yeah. say they go to the school. Yeah, they're seniors. Okay, yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. Seniors look like that, apparently. Yeah. And yeah. so they're high school children are children. So they're all sitting at the bus stop. We get our first uh, clue as to the existence of Batman in the window of this bus stop here. And I've never seen that before. Yeah. That's so funny. I thought you were going to reference it later. No, it's bus stop B1. Was the B stand for Batman? So (laughs) they're all waiting. The little figure, like the the face. Yes. But that's why they didn't draw it somewhere else. They wouldn't draw it at A1. So cute. (laughs) It's Batman. So (laughs) they're at the bus stop. This is super fucking awkward. And everyone's just like, hey, so that was real fucking weird, wasn't it? (laughs) And again, like Malcolm pointed this out before uh, in a previous session. Um, Mutant phobia is high. The mutant hysteria is high, especially in the early days of the Ultimate Universe. All throughout the Ultimate Universe. That is the the one word on everyone's lips is mutant. Mutant. I thought you were going to say Roxy. Uh, they continue. <laughs> ah, that's the one. Yeah. So they continue this conversation like the girls who go to the other school, which apparently is just like two blocks down the road, is talking about, you know, hey, yeah, this is his name's Geldof. Maybe he's a mutant. We don't really know. And immediately I'm like, this is going to be a problem because Liz Allen is there and she doesn't. And Gwen brings it up. She's like, hey, just don't 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 say the M word. And she like points at her and she's just like, she has mutant hysteria. And finally, we get at least a little clue as to why she's so touchy about mutants is that uh-huh. her uncle was a mutant. Uh-huh. And apparently he died uh-huh. under hmm. mysterious circumstances. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. Mm, who knows? But I love that they're continuing to further this Liz Allen story. Like that's what that's something that I really enjoy about this series so far is all of the callbacks and the progression of people's characters, even as they this kind book of fade is in the background. Very good at that. Very, very good at that. We haven't spent yeah. a lot of time with Liz. No. But we've gotten enough of an idea between the last seven volumes that she has an issue with mutants. That there's for something going reason. on there yeah. for whatever reason. And it's volume seven that we start to find out. That's really yeah. interesting. And in volume 35, we'll get a complete answer. God fucking. And so we continue (laughs) on and we get to learn a little bit more about Gwen Stacy as well. She holds Spider-Man responsible for killing her dad. Yeah, that's some Harry Osborn shit, baby. Uh Uh-huh. You know, she's going to have some pie when she gets home and that pie. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I thought she said she's just gonna be in some some status chamber and come out with all this green smoke coming out and be like, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's gonna hop on her surfboard. I was I was surprised surfboard. that she at the party didn't get drunk and started slapping Peter. Like, where's Spider-Man? Huh, brother? God, where's oh, Spider-Man? How good is that scene though? <laughs> it's oh so good. It's, a, it's incredible. So good. It's Dr- one of my favorites. James Franco, whatever you want to say about it, about him as a human being, across all two and three of those Spider-Man movies is doing the most out of anyone in that cast. Yes. It's an amazing performance. I mean, it's like an Oscar worthy performance. Yes. Between those two movies. Very much like so incredible. 
It's kind of reminds me of Ian McGregor from Spider-Man. Yeah. It reminds me of Ian McGregor in the prequels in Star Wars, basically. It's just like yeah. oh, carrying the entire fran- franchise on his shoulders. Yeah. The entire franchise. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's so, so good. So good. So they, they finally get on the bus. Everybody's heading home. And there's this really nice moment. Not a word is said. Okay, I guess a couple words are said, but not a word is said by Mary Jane. Two of them are sitting across the aisle from each other and they look at each other. Mary smiles and she taps the seat next to her. Peter goes to sit next to her. And this is why I think that Gwen is that friend because she's looking back and she's smiling. She's happy about this. She wants them to succeed as a couple. And so the two of them are having this discussion. It's a nice little, you know, first time conversation. And she pulls out a note. She's like, okay, I'm going to give this to you. I've been carrying it around. Do not read it here. Read it when you get home. He promises he's going to read it when he gets home. Heads back home. And this was fucking triggering for me. Because I remember getting a note like this in high school. High school love is intense for all the wrong reasons, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But this letter is... I'm sorry, man. That's awful. It's not awful. awesome. It, it's, it's, you know, it's not awesome. <laughs> it's not awesome. It's not awesome. Uh, the relationship was not anywhere near a Mary Jane, Peter Parker deal, but I remember very distinctly getting a letter just like this in high school. And I got a, I got a CD. That's what I got. Like somebody wrote me a song and put it at my, uh, like, with a note and like everything. they wrote a song they wrote a and, song like, and they put it? a note yeah and recorded it and put it in like my thi- like uh oh my god my locker or so yeah what kind that of fucking so early cute. 2000s like, teen rom-com school did you go to like was this, this when was... you were in the oc <laughs> <laughs> this no this is when he went no. to degrassi yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Degrassi yeah. High. yeah 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 it was next gen Degrassi, by the way. Uh, oh. It was when I had already graduated, and I was there just as like support. As an anyway. advisor, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Got to go with the boy Spike. What a man! What a man. <laughs> Get out of here! I fucking love Degrassi. You shut the fuck up! God damn it! I love Degrassi. Oh, I had man. those. I had the old school Degrassi high like DVD set. It was a box oh set. Yeah, fucking love Degrassi. So. Oh um so peter after reading (laughs) it was worth seeing drake during back in those days absolutely that's pre that's pre drake that's pre drake yeah that's you know when it was appropriate for him to be dating 16 year olds anyway so this letter zing uh, zing bazinga (laughs) spidey sense thwip and boom dynamite (laughs) (laughs) yes so this this letter is essentially mary jane saying i love you peter had already said it she did not say it back to him in their last conversation, yeah. which was sad. But here she is reciprocating it. Can I and tell Peter, you my favorite thing about the letter? Yes, please. You get to the bottom of the letter and there's the arrow. Yes, yeah. the classic arrow. It's yeah. the classic ran out of space. arrow. Like, ran out Check of space, it out on the back. I want to know what the wrist is on the back, though. <laughs> but, I, but I love that we don't get that. Yeah. yeah. I love it. You, and you don't get the... <sighs> I like how this is like framed. Yes, you don't get the, all the words. Some of it, his thumb all, is blocking some of the words. Yeah, like but you get what he's blocking saying, some yeah. of it. The pictures yeah. are blocking some of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get the gist, and it yeah. it was it was a very emotional moment. Right now, I'm tearing up a little bit right now. This yeah. is I I love this beat. 
I think this beat yeah. is really wonderful. Um, I remember it... writing a letter like this once. So <laughs> there's that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, this is, this is uh... when that that Thomas Bergerson score kicks in with the <laughs> the flutes and the nice piano. Like, oh, yeah. This is when it happens. <laughs> so, or we get no. You know what it is? It's the music. It's the power ballad music that plays in that Batman Beyond episode when Terry and Ten are running to each other. Terry and Melanie are running to each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. Best episode. Yeah. It's the best episode. That's so, a great episode. It's a great episode. It's shit. <sighs> Fucking shit. What is that? King's I'm Ransom? Have, yeah, King's Ransom. I might have to watch yeah. that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right. Uh, go check yeah. out my top 10 episodes of Batman Beyond episode. I really it's loved a good it. episode. Really loved it. Might be important later. So as Ooh. we are, uh, as we cut in, Peter's doing that classic. Like we see him burst out of the out of the basement, and he runs. But it's not an old school Peter Parker run. This is a class. This is a brand new Peter Parker run. This is a run with purpose. Yeah. And he he even the does. Boy that has become nice, a man. He has. And yeah. He- he has a bit of an ET moment here too. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Jumping in front of the moon, <laughs> silhouette, everything. That's so yeah, good. It's really cute. He leaps up to her window, and she's waiting there for him. So this is the moment, right, Jacob? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is yeah. it. This is where we think. No, this was just her hair, and she had just colored it for the moment. Yeah, it's the same cut, See, I don't and know. it's darker. It looks like the color is fading, like she's been washing yeah. it out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. And it's the, the same cut. That's yeah. the thing. It's the same cut. Yeah. But everybody cuts their hair after a breakup. I mean. And I then gets know. a I'm... wig the same cut. Also, hey. we don't see that wig. <laughs> we don't too. know the lives of teenagers, okay? We are so far removed from that at this point. Uh, excuse me. Done, Thanks man. to ABC Family. I do know the secret life of the American <laughs> teenager. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> oh that my was God. a multi layered What a deep <laughs> cut. I'm going to need stitches for that deep cut. I'm going to need stitches for that one. Wait, oh, I got to pull it up. There's a name I want to thank real quick. On, John Ritter? Yeah, I think we want to uh, thank him real quick. I want to thank Mike Cox at Burrito Man 88 for uh, giving me the heads up uh, during the week. That Cheyenne Woodley and Aaron Rodgers have split up. Hey. <laughs> Mike, you glorious bastard. Mike has been a long time listener <laughs> of the podcast. Excellent. My favorite thing was getting a notification saying, now's your chance. And I was like, now's my chance. What does that mean? And looking and seeing it was an in-touch weekly tweet about how they split up. so thank you mike i appreciate it (laughs) i thought i was gonna die Uh, (laughs) that was wednesday and that just changed my entire day it was so fun oh god that's incredible so (laughs) so um so Dave Franco and Shailene Woodley come together and they uh, they finally profess their love to each other. They say, like, we are going to make this work. They have that nice romantic kiss and we get that classic fade to black. The next day, Geldof rules. Apparently. Geldof rules! <laughs> I like this almost like cult-like following he's gained over one night. Like he was... 
He was the best kept secret of that other school, and now all of a sudden, Geldof Mania is running wild. Yeah, in, in town high. Yeah, and uh, so they're they're having this, a moment. This real quick, this moment with the uh, Peter like having this inner monologue the whole time. Uh this is the most like high school like yes. thing. I like I have I, I this is this is constantly this this monologue is every day of my life. Yeah. It's, it, it's always jumping from one thing to the next thing to back to that one thing to mm-hmm. the next thing that leads to the next thing and mm-hmm. then back to the other thing before it and constantly i like i really feel felt for this like whole these these, <laughs> can, these like can we four go through panels. this monologue do you want to go through the monologue yeah it's pretty good if you want to yeah it's pretty right. good go for it oh am i doing it okay uh so peter sees the go off rules. Rules. he rules how does he rule exactly who is this guy i gotta get over to that other school and figure out what the deal is the whole thing is kind of wacky do you do like the idea of meeting another guy my age with powers but odds are he's a yutz blowing up cars at a party <laughs> what a tool oh, is he just showing off or is he some kind of low-rent doc ock in training or something that doesn't even have a costume. Not that I have one either. Wolverine, now that's a cool guy. As soon as fourth period is over, I'll go over to that school and see if I really want to spend some time with MJ. Really make an effort. Really make it stick. Ugh. I have work after school. And I need the money so freaking bad. I have no money. Ugh. I just don't have any time for weird mutant foreign exchange students or whatever he is. I have to get my life together and I'm barely holding my grades but I have to make sure I make time for MJ. PSATs are like right around the corner. I have to buy new web shooter stuff and I want to take MJ out on a real date. Oh man, we're back together. I got, we got back together. I can't believe it. She loves me. She said it. I said it. It said, I feel, God, I feel great. Hope Gwen's okay. I feel like, like I can breathe better or something. And isn't it so sad that good is not a feeling I'm used to? It's so good. Classic Peter Parker. It's so good. And then we get a classic Mary Jane greeting him. Hey, Tiger. And we're like, yes. Hell yeah. And everything just seems right in the world. Everything's right in the world. This is so nice. With her little Spider-Man hair bracelet. and Mm -hmm. So cute. It's so cute. And so the two of them are having a nice little moment when Flash Thompson, big man on campus, walks up and... (laughs) Flashpoint. Flashpoint. <laughs> and so he tries to engage again. He's like, look, I got to talk to you. And Peter is again, just straight up dismissing this guy. He's like, I don't want to fucking talk to you, dude. I'm not talking to you. And Mary Jane railroads into this guy. Love it. She's just like, yeah. you know, yeah, what's going on? We all grew up and he should join us. Like grow up and just tells him off. And he's like, fucking whatever. I'm out of here. And all of a sudden, uh, Liz runs up. Her friends Whoa, on the phone. dudes. <laughs> Whoa, dudes. Whoa, dudes. Whoa, dudes. Radical dudes. What about Liz Allen have we seen that gives you the idea that she would say, Whoa, dudes? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, you know what? Cowabunga. <laughs> Whoa, dudes. <laughs> saw, dude. Like, oh, saw, saw dude. Dude. can you oh. believe? <laughs> For real, the shit like, that's going on over there. Oh like, it is. I know the school's under attack, bro. I don't know <laughs> why we're like Valley Boy girls all in New York over here. Fuck, dude. So 
She absolutely has that Valley Girl accent, though. Like, you want to talk about X Men Evolution? Uh, yep. Uh-huh. Kitty Pride is yeah is yeah. Liz Allen here. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they hear about Geldof blowing up more shit at at the school, uh, at the other school, and so Peter's like, "Okay, I gotta go," and so he goes behind the behind the school, and Mary reveals that since he told her that he has no costume, she's been making him a new one. Only this one. Isn't quite finished yet. I love it. It's and it's baggy funny. as hell. Is this giant funny. thing? It's so baggy fun. It's just it's like he, it's like he put on like his dad's sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It like drops down to almost his knees. He's got a new he's got a new mask. He's got new gloves. Like the whole deal, which is it. It's in color scheme. It's on brand, but it's super baggy. Super baggy fit. Super bad. Yeah. So, uh, if uh, I can, if I can lodge a complaint that I've been waiting to make all of my life, is okay. Do it. Uh, my least favorite thing about Mark Bagley's art in this entire series, my absolute least favorite thing, if you look at Peter's feet, the socks look like they have like it looks like ant eater claws, and I hate that. <laughs> I, I hate that. it. Drives me insane. Oh I God. hate it. Malcolm so has much. been waiting seven weeks to bring got, this up. I, I've I believe been waiting 21 years. years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I say like 20 years, maybe. And then oh. it's funny because whenever I think about it, this is the this is the exact panel that I noticed it in the first time I ever saw it. And it just and makes I was like, you oh, irrationally angry. And it just makes me so heated. <laughs> <laughs> the incredible spider anteater. God, uh, oh, they just look man. like claws and it's awful. Anyway. <laughs> so he runs off and, and he goes to... Spider. So he runs off and he sees that uh, that Geldof's blowing up cars again. Blowing up cars <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Blown up cars. Blown up cars. It's Geldof and friends. <laughs> it's Geldof motherfucker blowing up some cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so Spider-Man rolls up and he's just like, look, dude, you can't be doing this. And Geldof's like, why? What is it? <laughs> and so Peter like webs up his hands. Geldof blasts out of it immediately. Cops roll up. The principal's like, I blew up my car. And <laughs> Peter's just like, I do not have time for this. I need to go. And Geldof's like, take me with you. And <laughs> I love <laughs> the phonetics that are in the writing. It's here. good. It's really they're good. terrible. They're terrible. They're That's what makes it fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he j- grabs onto Peter as he's swinging away and takes him with him. And so they go up to the uh, to the roof of a nearby building and they talk it out. Geldof talking about like, I'm not a mutant. He is very adamant that he's mm. not a mutant. He is like irrationally and angrily so. He's just like, I don't know what this is. I woke up here. That's just what it's just how it is. I can do stuff. I'm not a mutant. You hear me? I'm not a mutant. He's just like, all right, whatever, dude, whatever. And then he asks how did you get your powers? And Peter's like, I don't want to tell you. And I love how ashamed, how ashamed he is that he got his powers from a little spider bite. I love it. Our neighbor's dog is a big Geldof fan. Um, 
And so, the, the two, yes, <laughs> that's Geldof. That's Geldof speaking right now. Oh yeah. my god! And so, <laughs> everyone run. Uh, so, so we scattered. <laughs> so we scattered. Oh shit, Eric, are you okay? Boy, that, good thing you dived out of the way before that car blew up. Oh my god! Thanks, man. Pretty... Things are getting heated around here. Should we scatter? <laughs> yeah, we should. Should we, should we scatter? Should we scatter? I think we should scatter. <laughs> So Spidey and Geldof are just kind of like they're they're getting on a on some kind of same same page when all of a sudden they start to hear uh, some sirens go off or a uh, an alarm and before right before this they have a really important conversation I love this conversation between Peter and Geldof basically giving him the great power great responsibility talk really good shit yeah really good shit. And mm-hmm. so they hear some gunshots, some screams. Spidey's like, all right, I'm going to go deal with this. And Gildoff's like, hey, I can help. And, Gil- and Spidey's like, no, I'm doing this alone. So he goes in there. And who do we find? The Avengers. The Avengers and Batman. And yeah. Batman. Apparently he, he joined He's the real. Avengers. Yeah. He's real. Yeah. The bus stop said so. You, I don't know if you guys are aware, but, but there is one DC character who has canonically been a member of the Avengers. There is one. Very It's Allen? Batman no, right here? No. Screen Arrow. What are you talking about? I, <laughs> you, I don't even read, want to know. Read but what JLA are you Avengers, about? which will now be back in print. Go For to your only 7,000 copies. Yeah, I know. I'm going to try and order like 200 copies. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you get one, sincerely, if you do get one, I want yeah. one. Yeah. Put it I on my you. tab. I got you. Um, I got you. Yeah. My no, shop I, I, basically told me, like, there's no way we're going to be able to get one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to... It sucks. That we're gonna like, work why? Out. Yeah. Why only 7,000 copies? It just doesn't make any sense. There's not enough trees anymore. They're doing it at all. Especially yeah. if, like, proceeds are going to George Perez. Like, wouldn't yeah. you want to do more? Anyway. No, just do all of the copies. All, like, of the copies. all of them. Anyway, JLA Avengers is amazing. It's an incredible story. It's one of my favorite, like... I think it might be my favorite crossover event. Uh, other than, wow. like, Final Crisis. Other than Final wow. Crisis. Those are the same. Um, but yeah, JLA Avengers is like freaking huge and amazing. And uh, yeah, canonically, Green Arrow is the only person to have been a member of the Avengers and the Justice League. It's well, now so is Batman. Yeah. Batman mm-hmm. has his own bus stop, which means he has a spot in the Avengers. And so. Pink Panther apparently is a and big Pink old Panther thing. is there as well. Yeah. Well, people love Pink Panther in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this was a really interesting moment because, you know, Spider-Man rolls up in his Spider-Man cosplay and he's like, look, he, he stumbles upon these three guys. One's dressed as Batman, one with a Captain America mask and one with an Iron Man mask. And immediately the guy in the Captain America mask goes to shoot him and completely whiffs it, just shoots through the window because they I don't love it. see him as Spider-Man. They don't see him as a threat. Even Batman says to Captain America, like, you suck, man. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, calling back to that moment in JLA Avengers when Batman told Captain America he sucked. Uh, Great callback. Great callback. So, uh, so um, you know, Spider-Man pretty much, he knocks out the guy in the cat mask uh batman and iron man surrender and he's like all right cool everything's fine boom car explodes outside what a gorgeous panel that is that panel is breathtaking because you feel like you're in the explosion yes 
it is viscerally like just earth shaking. It's so He's upsetting. Road forward. I People love are... the like the reverberation yeah. of the explosion that is drawn here. They, yeah, they, 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 that's the thing about the artwork for for these explosions. Are like, oh man, these explosions look like they are really hurting. You know? Oh yeah, that's so good. Um, sorry, just love the 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 reverberness of this artwork from um, Bagley here. Always, absolutely, and so. Spider-Man checks everybody. They're injured, but they're otherwise okay. He goes up there, and Geldof is so fucking proud of himself. That so, shot of Geldof with his hands up is like, hey, come hey, on. Hey, I'm hey, a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> Kicked some of the butt that time, huh? Yeah. Very nice, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm Geldof. Like. That's all Geldof is. Yes. Geldof is 100% Borat. <laughs> If I like Barack you. Blow up cars. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a scare. That would be a twist for Borat Three. She is my sister. <laughs> I am Borat. I blow up cars with my wife. And you like. <laughs> so boom, boom, and fucking Spider Man <laughs> jumps up and backhands this boy. Oh, it's so good. He pulls the Harry Osborn on him. Yeah, he like. <laughs> Oh, brother, the, we're Spider-Man. Oh, wait, Spider-Man, I'm Spider-Man. Huh? <laughs> I thought he did the Batman to the Robin thing, backhand thing. Was like, Shut <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe he's maybe he yeah. saw Batman and he was so. like, hey, how do I respond to this? And Batman's like, there's only one way. Yeah, it's a Papa Spank <laughs> moment. Yeah. And so Spider-Man's just like, look, yes. I can't deal with you. Like, your attitude fucking sucks. You don't want to be responsible. Like, we're out of here. And Geldof straight up threatens him. Like, how about I explode you? And there's this moment where Peter's like, oh, shit. I didn't think about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> what do and I all do? of a sudden, like, Geldof gets this, like, crazy look in his eyes. He's just like, yeah, I never tried it. Wonder what would happen if I did it, huh? And all of a sudden, from off screen, I thought this was going to be Fury and the Ultimates or Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. Nope. Who rolls up? This week's fashion icons, the X-Men. X-Men. I love like, those uniforms so much. I, oh, I, really, so cool. I really like how customizable they are. Like yeah. it's all yeah. the same basic costume, but it's all the same basic costume. Everyone's just exactly. And I love that. I love this, and they look like a team. A yeah, big frustration for me is that teams don't look like teams. That's why I love those original X-Men costumes, because they yeah. look like they are a unit. Fair. This and it drives me fair. crazy that the X-Men don't look like that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Ultimate X-Men. They all look like they're on the same team. I mean, they yeah. were more or less all in the same jacket and pants and new X-Men. Yes, and, and new X-Men. You're right. You're right. Yes. Morrison brings it back to them. For sure. God bless them. God this bless is, them. This is like if they um, mash the um, the suits from the the movies and mixed it with like the the uncanniness from from uh, from back in the day with um with Steve, with, with stan lee um that's what these costumes kind of reminded me of mm-hmm. oh for sure so they, they were definitely yeah. influenced by oh, the, those x-men movies that were in the early 2000s yeah oh yeah um but yeah so we meet gene gray kitty pride and aurora monroe really freaking cool i knew they were coming but it was really awesome to have them debut this way it's a cool random thing that happens yeah and I love how it immediately 
kind of keys us in to their personalities in that very first page mm-hmm. where Jean's like, we'd like to talk to you. We're the X-Men. Kitty Pride's like, the cute ones. And Storm's <laughs> just like, as seen on TV. Constantly in branding mode. I get it. Storm is one of the hardest working women in show business. ABD, always be branded. It's true. Always be branded. <laughs> so, so we cut back to the school and... Professor What's-His-Fucking-Face is like, where's Peter Parker? <laughs> Bueller? Bueller? Where's Peter Parker? And I like he's mad that like, Peter's the one who's gone because he's the only one who like, pays attention. And does yeah. This. yeah. And Gwen, I feel like that a and lot. And Gwen is straight up is like, doesn't he get all A's? Like, what does he need to be here for? And he's just like, that doesn't mean he can just leave. Yeah. And Mary's just like, says, you'll pardon me, Miss Stacy. I don't take disciplinary advice from the likes of you. Procedure's fucking savage. Miss girl from the wrong side of the tracks. Why don't you go ask your dad how he feels about my about missing my class? Like he was one, he was one line away from that. Yeah, he was about to pull out the. Should we have a parent teacher conference? Oh wait. Oh wait. That's oh right. no! <laughs> you don't have a father. So. So Sorry. Mary is quick to be like, uh, he has a stomach thing. That's happening. And then <laughs> over the loudspeaker, Principal um, Principal Zavad says that, you know, so hey, there's an, in, there's an incident. That's his name. Is that and really? Yes. It's in the second panel. He's no, like, this is Principal it. Zavad. I think and it's a principal from uh, Glee every time I hear this. That's funny. Like that. And so <laughs> basically he says, look, shit's going down at the school down the road. <laughs> Class is canceled. Your parents are here to pick you up. Go home. Meanwhile, uh, we see that Geldof is fucking terrified at this at the sight of mutants, and we get this gorgeous little trio shot. This Charlie's I mean, Angels deal that we've got going here. Unbelievable yeah. joke, too. An unbelievably good joke on Gene Gray's part. Gene, well done. You get the comedy point for the week <laughs> because Geldof is like mutants. She and turns around. She's like, where? Like, where? <laughs> and that's so funny. <laughs> so fucking good. But again, I and I mean, don't get me wrong, like I might be misreading this, but Kitty Pride is like thirsting hard at Spider-Man right now. Those mm. eyes she's given him. Mm. Like that's that's odd to me. Like it's an interesting You're not reading it wrong. Yeah. Okay, good to know. So they're basically like, hey, look, we're the X-Men. We're mutants. You're a mutant. Let's fucking figure this out. Geldof faints. He was acting tough before. He fucking faints. <laughs> and everyone's just like, did he not know is he a, he was a mutant? And Kitty Pride is immediately just like, are you really Spider-Man? Like, just, oh my god, she is laser focused. So, Ultimate Kitty Pride was a real big crush for me in high school. <laughs> it was a, I can was see a real problem. Hey, she hey. looks really good, honestly. X-Men yeah. Evolution Kitty Pride. That's, a, that's the it. thing. Yeah, it started it. there, and then I went to this. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Was, what are these feelings? It was about X-Men sweetheart. Evolution, Kitty Pride, and Rogue. Those yeah. were my two types when I was growing up. And, that's what, and that show is what started me on that. Kitty yeah. Pride is important to this book. Thank you. That was that was ambiguity with Malcolm <laughs> Russell Nelson where he tells us ambiguous vague shit and we have to try and decipher it before it pops up in the cog. 
Don't you fucking start saying other things. The circles. I circles. fucking <laughs> stop. About the circles, yeah. You better stop fucking talking about the circles. circles. <laughs> circle of love. Circle of life. So I'm fucking talking about how the X and X-Men is contained in a circle. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, they, at the bottom of this page, they are all like in one circle. Ju- fuck off. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I will fight you on the moon. <laughs> God, oh my fucking God. circles. So You're everywhere, man. So I also, as a quick note, we were talking about Kitty Pride. I love how she just is straight up wearing the Star of David necklace. Yes. Yeah. Like she is like, I am proudly jewish yeah bend this baby yeah that's true i didn't think about that that's very true mm-hmm. and gene you know begins talking to spider-man telepathically kind of filling him in on what the deal is we're going to take him back and i love this page and because unbel- it's so again, bad an unbelievably good joke of a page <laughs> because she's so good because you know spider-man's like oh i don't think i'm comfortable with you in my head and she's like hey don't be not that big of a deal in fact you're the first guy in six months who hasn't immediately pictured me naked so i appreciate that and you just see spider-man lower his head look down (laughs) and she's just like until now and he's like sorry she's like are you done and then there's just this five panel sequence of spider-man trying to stop thinking about her and he's like curling up his hands on his head he's like like, i'm trying out of my head and he's like the pink elephant thing Yes. You know, yes. Someone, say, someone says, "Hey, don't think about pink elephant. What are you thinking about? You're automatically thinking about pink elephant. Like it, it's so good." <laughs> so they finally they wrap up that whole mess. Geldof wakes back up, passes out again, and they're like, <laughs> "Okay, we need to figure this out because we need to figure out if he's a mutant or not." And Spider Man's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a second. Walk that back. You said he was a mutant, and that's when Charlie calls into his angels." morning angels i fucking love that joke that's a funny joke i fucking love that joke it's very cool this was oh man great great use of that funny joke um so they're basically like all right we're gonna bring him back to uh the mansion we're gonna check him out do some you know tests and spider-man's like yeah i can do that let's ride and we see some hearts around Kitty Pride's head as they're getting ready to go. Yeah. I don't know how they're manifesting, but it's got to be that like that was some anime shit right there. Yes, <laughs> right away. I love it. Uh, this is going to sound it's adorable. This is going to sound offensive, and I promise I don't mean it in an offensive way. Okay. But I love how Kitty is drawn in the face. I think she appropriately looks like a like fourteen year old Jewish girl from New York. Yes. I okay, realize we, how that we, sounds, but... <laughs> but no, 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 no. I, I think there's some merit there because, again, we, we talked about before how Bagley is very careful about making sure everyone looks distinct and unique from each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Kitty Pride's face is absolutely Kitty Pride. Yes. Like she there's a look... lot of love put into that face, and I just yes. really appreciate that. And you can tell how much love is put into the character because Bendis has talked about loving Kitty Pride for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like, as a Bendis, character. the one person who's written a Kitty Pride movie in this world and almost it's got it. It's true. <laughs> uh, so, wow. Back at, the, back at Midtown High, everyone is, you know, leaving with their parents, trying that. to figure stuff out. Mary Jane hears about Spider-Man getting involved. Her mom rolls up and is like, oh my God. And that's when Aunt May runs up. And she's like, where's Peter? 
and Mary's like, oh, well, you know, he was he was just here. And Gwen's like, no, he wasn't. He hasn't been here since class. And all eyes turn to Mary and she is not prepared for this. Um, Pete is off with, you know, the X-Men and with Geldof. <laughs> Geldof wakes and up in the middle of the Blackbird. Jet. Sweet looking Blackbird. Because this the ultimate Blackbird too. is just an SR-71. <laughs> straight up, straight up. But I, I do love like the little Spider-Man big time green uh, highlights on there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real, Sick real looking. cool looking. Very cool. And so the jet's heading towards the mansion when Geldof wakes up, freaks out, blows a hole in the jet, and the Blackbird goes down. Meanwhile, uh, Aunt May is calling the bugle. Yurik answers, tr- puts her on hold, transfers her, transfers her to Betty Brant. Betty Brant's like, no, that's not me. And she transfers again. And meanwhile, they have to do a plane catch. They have to do a plane save. Everyone is hurtling out of this plane as it is falling to the ground. Great. Is this from like uh, X Men 1, something like that? X Men 2. There you go. There you go. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Magneto yeah. stops it. Yep. Yeah. X2, yeah, yeah. X-Men yeah. United. Thank you. And I'm trying to remember when the, something like this was happening. It was very, yeah. very fun. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, it's I'm I'm a sucker for a plane catch. I just am. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, you guys ever played Barrel then, Monkeys? Then, <laughs> so great. You. So um, <laughs> back at the uh back at the Parker household, um May is calling around. And she gets a call from uh, the geometry tree, the de- the geometry teacher, who yes. is basically like, "Look, dude, your son's cool. He wasn't in class today. We need to figure this out." And Gwen's just like, "I do- I don't fucking know what's going on. I'm sorry." And Aunt May gets real intense, real intense, real quickly. She goes into mama bear mode. Takes Real a fire hydrant, hard. knocks the doorknob off of the door into the basement. It's and pretty badass down there. Yeah. Meanwhile, Peter's sitting in the library, assuming at the uh, at the X Mansion, and he's reading a book about the downfall of the Kingpin by Ben Urich. When all of a sudden, uh, Charles Xavier walks up. That's right, he walks up, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, it's time to wake up now." Peter wakes up. And he is greeted by the rest of the X-Men. Unmasked at all. Man, look at that gigantic Cyclops. Look at him roster. Yoked. Yeah, Yeah. Cyclops is daddy. (laughs) For sure. And so all of them, and I love Colossus. No matter what, Colossus is always fucking cool. Uh, coolest Colossus costume, man. Look at that. Really? It, it's everyone pretty dope. just looks so dope. Like, really right good. Here. I really love Beast, actually, in this. Just it's a good-looking Beast. Guys. Like, with the glasses. Beast. It's so good. And he's me. and he's look. He's basically blue Ben Parker. Mm-hmm. You look at yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got the yeah. same ponytail yeah. and right. chop steel and everything. Yeah, You're right. so good. I'm surprised they didn't take the opportunity to make that connection. But, uh... <laughs> So Peter's like, oh, shit, I'm awake. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, hey, you okay? And immediately Kitty Pride's just like, how old are you? Like, fucking Kitty, give him two seconds to stop thirsting after Peter Parker for a moment. Hey, hey, let's talk about something real quick. Uh, Please. They both have the same color eyes, and it's really nice. 
nice. Oh. They do. It's very pretty. It's a nice hazel. It's a, it's a very pretty hazel. That's very nice. And so we anyway, head back. We to... flash back Jeez, to the plane falling. Everyone. Okay, we've established that. <laughs> we've established that with the yeah. Shaylee Woodley thing already. Yeah. So yeah. call me, babe. So Aaron Rodgers won't love you like Malcolm will. So. <laughs> Uh, they're able to figure this out. Uh, Jean Grey, who I guess is already rocking her telekinesis to make herself fly. Mm-hmm. Um, her and Storm work together to save them. And back at the uh, back at the X Mansion in the infirmary, I love this exchange because Peter's freaking out because they took his mask, and he's like, "I'm trying to keep his." keep a secret identity i want to put on the mask and keep it on and every time i turn around someone at somewhere finds out i'm peter parker and there's this pause and they're like yeah we didn't know your name man he just face palms he's so bad at this he's, he's so, so bad, bad at this. so bad at this i just love wow. the after after telling the story of like how they survived it's just his face just like what and so like and you're welcome yeah. <laughs> again branding hardest working woman in showbiz she's like and we're the good guys yeah, exactly. so aunt may heads down into the basement she tries to log on to his computer doesn't know his password walks away but we do see that lens on the desk Ooh, ominous so they head back and they tell him like you know hey we're uh we're doing some tests on Geldof, and then we get tripped out Geldof. My Happy background. <laughs> background for Malcolm this week. And I'm, I'm going to be completely straight with you guys. I want this look for Spidey as an alternate costume. I wish you could play this look I, in the Spider-Man game. I really like <laughs> yeah. the sweatpants, the t-shirt with the X logo, but he wears yeah. the gloves and the mask. But he wears yeah. the gloves and the mask. I think really that's good. so cool. Really, really the cool. gloves. Very yeah. cool. And so they're talking about look like Cerebro couldn't get a good look on you because you're not technically a mutant and you're not technically just human. And they revealed that they mentioned earlier that he's from Latveria, which automatically bad news. But yep. apparently <laughs> there was some experimentation done on him while he was in the womb. Interesting that. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. Once again, more genetic experimentation in the ultimate universe. Yep. And so Charles is basically like, look, this is very important. We got to bring him in for some tests. We got to bring him. He's the smoking gun. And he is going to, if I present him to the UN with our findings, we are going to be able to get a closer look on experiments like this. And Peter's like, what? Look, like he's a person. He's not just a test subject. And they're just like, look, he's he is important for this. This is a bigger thing than just having a normal life. And Peter's like, no, he should get the opportunity to have a normal life. And then he straight up just cracks Beast across the face. I with Geldof. Freaking love this escape. Yeah. So sorry. Him running through Kitty is so good. I love how, especially how Bagley depicts Kitty's powers. Yes. It doesn't, it just looks like it's completely effortless to her. Yeah. Which is really cool. I, yeah, I, I think that's genius. Uh, and so we see, we see Peter straight up drop kick Colossus out a window. Just so, so good. sick. Lands so on the ground. And then he looks up and Charles is standing in front of him. 
And he's just like, Peter, what good would that do? And then it cuts and they're back in the lab and Peter's just like, it was just a thought. I fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, what uh, a, they, they twice so cool. It. They absolutely did. And what a fucking like, <laughs> what a killer line to end that sequence on too. And he's just like, it's just a thought. It's just a thought. Yeah. Like you could take the last two pages as just a, if you, you know, fiddled with how it started as its own, just sequence as a random comic. Like I love mm-hmm. the utility of mm-hmm. that. It's super. Yeah. Cool. That's good writing. It's real good writing. And so they're like, look, we're going to take as good care of him as we can. He is obviously, you know, kind of being a danger, but we're going to try to teach him and we're going to take care of him. And Geldof reveals, look, I, I really wasn't going to fight you to Spider-Man. And he's like, I was, I was just showing off. I do that sometimes. Like, we're cool. And Peter's just like, all right, we're good. Yeah, we're good. And he's like, oh, shit, wait, what time is it? Oh, yeah. So Peter heads back. Heads Still back wearing home. the X-Men shirt. So, yeah. Which for me was like, Peter, what the fuck are you doing? I, every <laughs> yeah. time I read this, I stress out about that because I, I still think like, oh, God, he's going to get in trouble. Guys, <laughs> he's still he's so bad at this. That's what he does. He's so, so bad. Peter I'm surprised walks... he didn't have his mask and his gloves on. When yeah, he's right. In. So Peter walks in and Aunt May's there. She says, we need to talk. The tear in her eye, too. Yes. Which brings us to the last chapter of this volume and one of the best issues in the entire series. Okay, yes. that's that's what I was wondering what you guys were talking about. I was just like, I don't know if I, yeah. we're reading the same volume here in terms of yeah. best issues here. It's, it's, it's therapy this therapy session. Yeah. This issue is, is titled Guilt. I, I We haven't discussed this yet, but every yeah. issue, every single issue has a title uh, on the cover. Um, right under the number. And this one is titled Guilt. And I think that's beautifully appropriate. Uh, this right. is just a complete character study of May Parker. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Agree. And so she is in, and you know what? This this hit me a little bit more poignantly because I recently finished watching Ted Lasso season two. It's Dr. Sharon. It's Dr. Sharon. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I, I, Thank you. I felt so dumb for thinking that. No, I had the same exact thought. I was like, it's, Fantastic. It's Dr. Because I was reading her with a British accent the entire time, and I just felt yeah. weird. But uh, but yeah, so Aunt May is in a therapy session, and she's she basically tells her about the confrontation that she has with Peter once he gets home. And she just loads into this guy. Just like, where were you? You didn't tell me where you were. You weren't at school. Stop lying. They wrestle over his backpack. It opens. And for a moment, you can see in the backpack, his mask's in there. Mm-hmm. But that's not what they're looking at. At the floor, they're seeing a book, The Merry Adventures of Robin Hood by Howard Pyle. And there is, I am conflicted about this. Okay, because the two of them have this conversation where Peter, you know, is like, it was my mom's favorite book. And so I've I've wanted to read it. She's like, that's what you were doing today while you weren't at work or you weren't at school. And he's like, yeah, I was at the food court reading a book. And he's just like, what did you think I was doing? And she's like, oh, you you know, you didn't feel like you had to be in class. And Peter said, yeah, I, I skipped geometry. I've already read everything I need to do. 
I don't do it all the time. Just sometimes I was, I was really into the book. And she basically tells him, you scared me to death. Like if, and Peter's like, if I'd known that school had gone out, I would have come straight home. And she just like crumbles down mm-hmm. and he's, she's like, I thought you were dead. There is, I love the use of this. And I love that again, it gives us a clue back into Peter's, you know, life with his parents and everything. It's a shitty lie. It's a shitty yeah. lie. Yeah, and that's is. the thing. And it yeah. fucking sucks because I, as a reader, felt really conflicted because it's like this woman thought you were dead. Yeah. And yeah. of course, like he's not going to tell her that he's Spider Man. But at the same time, it's like this manipulative. It felt manipulative. Is, yeah. It felt very much like he, this thing came out and he's just like, oh, I can use this to have my advantage. Yes. To get out there- of being, you know, in trouble. And there is a very specific thing that they're doing here where we don't see it from Peter's point of view. We're seeing this from May's point of view. And I think that is very bro. deliberate so that we don't get that feeling. Yeah. Or so that we do get that feeling too. Um, I think it's very deliberate that we don't see how Peter processes this, comes up with this, because the book is not very shy about showing Peter processing thoughts. I mean, we did that right. monologue <laughs> yeah. for this exact reason. Uh, they're not very shy about showing how Peter processes thoughts. And I think it's really interesting that we don't get to see the process of that at all here. This yeah. is, this is like an offensive lie. Like it, it is absolutely yeah, yes. manipulative. Yeah. But because we see it from May's point of view, it doesn't feel as manipulative as it actually is. It Fair. like it feels like a six. It's a ten. Yeah, yeah like, this is emotional manipulation, especially yeah, because on the worst stage, especially because of how it affects May. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's just like look like i felt guilty it was like it was it was awful and like the episode like the title of this issue (laughs) and yeah the therapist is like are you afraid he's on drugs and she's like no no no, i'm not worried about this and then she goes into this conversation that blew my fucking mind because she's Uh like i'm not worried about him i'm worried about spider-man you know, and she's like, it happened a couple of weeks ago. I was shopping out out for lunch. And then we get the motherfucking callback. Back Twice to as sweet Big as money wheel. earned. Twice as sweet as money earned. Twice as Back sweet as money Big earned. Big Wheel <laughs> and the Funky Bunch going <laughs> funky through bunch. that mm-hmm. opening of what was it? Volume four? Mm-hmm. Rocket Racers? Yeah. Yep. Volume five, something like that. It's volume. Uh, May is coming four out of five, the store. And she's witness to Big Wheel's attack on the, on the people and Spider-Man defeating them. Except that kick to one of, one of the Funky Bunch throws him through a window right next to May. And then she just is in shock as she sees him disable the rest of the guys and then, you know, swing away. And she's like, there is a world where he just does wherever he wants. Like, what if, you know, Peter gets caught up in it? What if Peter, you know, is walking into this world, you know, in some roundabout way is going to get hurt by Spider-Man? And the therapist is like, you know, there's a lot of superhumans around. Like, why is Spider-Man the one that's, you know, sticking in your craw so much? And she's like, he keeps popping up. She is so close. She's She's so so close close to figuring it out. Yeah. And she's like, you know, first the Spider-Man is involved in some kind of attack on Peter's school. Then, you know, a friend of mine is killed by someone dressed as this character. 
and she's like, I know it wasn't him. They just a neighbor, some guy in the costume. a neighbor mentioning that like Spider Man has been seen in the neighborhood. Yeah, in like, the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the one that kills me is she's like, but the man who killed my Ben. Like that night, the police told me that someone got to him first, got to his killer before they could. They didn't see who. They didn't say who. Was it the Spider Man? I don't know. I think about the details of it. The ones we know, kind of sounds like it might have. Like it's so she has mm-hmm. her finger she's, on the tip of her tongue. She's yeah. right there. She's right there. It's like right in front of her face, but she can't see it. And she's like talking about like, is that why I'm jumping down Peter's throat? Because I'm like, so I'm terrified about whenever he's not there. Like. I, I had this total anxiety breakdown over not knowing if Spider-Man had hurt him. And it's very profound without her realizing it because Spider-Man is hurting Peter. Yes. <laughs> Just not yes. in the way that she thinks. Yes. And that's something that's kind of beautiful about the Spider-Man characters that at their core, Spider-Man and Peter Parker will always be at odds <laughs> because, and we've talked about it before, like when Peter Parker wins, Spider-Man loses and vice versa. And so I just I love I love the different levels that this is playing off of. And then we get, you know, what I think is the true crux of the the guilt title of this. She's like, do you still feel guilty seeing a therapist? And she's like, yeah, immediately doesn't even hesitate. And he's like, yeah, I feel guilty seeing a therapist. And she talks about like 10 years ago. The reason why. Yeah. Mm Says 10 years ago, my sister died. My sister was my best friend and I did go to a therapist. Last year, my husband Ben dies violently right in front of me. My husband dies and I don't go see a therapist. You know, why did I start coming here? Because a man I hardly know, Captain Stacy, a man I've talked to half a dozen times in my entire life, he dies. And now I go to decide to go see a therapist. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. We joked about it, mm-hmm. about how almost fitting it was that Captain Stacy and Aunt May had this weird attraction or this weird chemistry. Yeah. And that was intentional. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this. And she, you know, therapist goes on to say, is like, how do you think this guilt is manifesting itself? And Aunt May goes, Gwen. Like I am assuaging my guilt by using her. And she's like, I brought this girl into my home under the pretense of me helping her, but it's so that I can be a mom. It's so that I can dote on her because I can't dote on Peter. It's so that I can smother her with the love that I need to give her because I feel guilty about, you know, not directly saying it, but in so many words, like being in love with her father. Like it's, mm-hmm. oh, it's on again on so many levels, and I really, really like. She's talking about like I see also ghosts. like the ghosts. Yeah, the, yeah, I was gonna say like going to the, the, yeah. the, the, the well. The thing for me was just that the, the talk about ghosts and like uh, the fact that she, uh, the way I kind of interpreted was the way she has uh, Gwen with them is because she doesn't want to be in a whole empty home. The the, the fact that she she's surrounded by ghosts in the sense that you know having people there you know kind of takes her her mind away from it um but when there's nobody home and at the house when it's quiet she can 
you can hear those ghosts. You can hear like Uncle Ben and and old her sister and all and and even Captain Stacy, you know, like coming to visit and stuff like that. Like it's very, yeah. That was that what hit me the most of all was just like you know I've always I, I always feel that um, if you stay quiet enough in like the people that you've lost and so you can still hear them, you can still hear them right by you. Yeah, no and, I, and and I love the callback to the tape too. Yeah. Yeah. she's just like look peter found this tape and therapist is like who was on the tape she's like my ghosts and it's oh man she she's like and i looked at the people on this tape and my first thought was oh my god i am being punished and this is and we'll we'll get into it obviously but aunt may is struggling mentally yeah. she's having a tough time as one would under the as one would and should honestly mm-hmm. and she's like look i and she says like my life now is dull gray sickly mockery of the life that i had on that tape that woman on that tape was in love and had a family why has this happened to me why can't i love someone without them dying and that's the fucking crux of it and that's the crux of the whole thing she's like this is why like i push peter away i push him out the door when he needs to go somewhere and i attack him when he gets home like i want to essentially she wants to keep him at arm's length so that they don't get too close and he dies yeah Mm -hmm. because she believes she's some kind of black mark yeah and this is one of the most interesting takes on aunt may that i've ever seen i think it's the best take on aunt may it's incredible yeah it's it's so aunt may is never get never gets to be a character yeah. Aunt May yeah. is always a plot device. Right. No matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Ultimate Aunt May is a character. She is the first time that May has been seen as a character. She is May Parker and she is a person. And she has feelings and thoughts. And they're dark. They're yeah. very dark. She's a very dark character. And you don't and you don't think about like all these things that are happening around her, like how they yeah. they really are something. Like it's it's a lot for a person to handle. Yeah. And it weighs it's on her just as much as Peter. Yeah. If not more, because if she not can't more. do anything about it. Exactly. And she, you know, mentions how every single night she's checked on Peter and sometimes he's not there. And he probably doesn't even know. He probably yeah. doesn't even know that she has no idea. No yeah, clue. He has yeah. no idea. Yeah, there's no way. And she's like, he crawls out his window, runs down the street to see Mary Jane. And she's like, when I was at that age, I'd run away from home and was sleeping in some guy's basement in San Francisco. So like, what am I, am I going to get mad that he like runs across the street? And she's like, he has so little love in his life. So little happiness. And she's, oh, that's the, she's that's like, the bit that gets me every time. It, it hit me like a fucking truck. Yeah. She says he has had so little love in his life. So little happiness. I know the kids at school are mean to him. I, mm, Mm, that line fucking hits me in the gut every time. So he's a good boy, and they're always mean to the kind-hearted. How can I take away from him one moment of potential love or or happiness after all he's been through, after all he's lost? And like the therapist, like again, is trying to be very clinical. She's like, "Do you think they're having sex?" She's like, "I'm not fucking worried about that." Like he's doing, he's a responsible kid. I like being able to trust him i leave him to do whatever he wants so i can be free and i can be the cool aunt but i know if he gets too close to me he'll die i mm. and she's you know she's talking about like 
you know, the ther- and the therapist, you know, kind of connects the dots for anyone who didn't pick up on it yet. Is just like, do you actually think that you're loving someone like could cause people to die? She's like, no, I just, you know, she makes a good point that like, it's weird, you know, I would, if I had a nickel for every single time someone died that I cared about, I would only have three nickels, which is weird, which isn't a lot of nickels, but it's weird that it's happened to, you know, three times. And it's, if you were in that situation, if I was in that situation, I would think something was wrong with me. It's just, it's, it's not like, it's not the craziest thing to think because of everything going on around her. And, you know, therapist is like, look, you shouldn't feel guilty for coming here to talk about that. You should feel guilty about any of your feelings. And that's the thing that I really love is that she's, you know, May's like, I'm not a good person. I'm pushing away people I love and giving my affection to total strangers. And the therapist is like, you're being unusually hard on yourself. It's like, you shouldn't feel guilty for coming here to talk about them, about your feelings. You feel guilty about any of your feelings. And that's the thing. She's like, look, you brought a stranger into your home. Most people would never do that. Yes, maybe you need her as much as she needs you, and that's okay. People are allowed to lean on each other. Yeah. And that's that's a lesson that we all need to learn and all need to know. Like, I know I forget it a lot, a ton, that there are, that no, no, pers- no one person is an island, that you need people. You need to lean on people and let them lean on you. And that's how relationships and friendships work and she and the therapist goes on to say like he's probably going you know peter's probably going through the same thing and you could lean on each other and you should lean on each other and she's and she kind of you know wraps it up with you know i i think a lot of this has to do with you feeling guilty about you know your feelings towards this police captain but you being attracted to someone is healthy after the death of your husband like it's been a year like you're allowed to feel things and it's okay to feel things and she's like you know you're doing a lot better than you think you are so aunt may finishes up the session she goes home and she gets there just as peter is like getting out of the shower and uh she's like hey you know did you get caught in the rain and he's like yeah you know i don't don't know where gwen is and they have this moment where they look at each other and it's like they're seeing each other for the first time. And all this, you know, May is just like, you want to go on a date with your old aunt? She's like, we'll go to that movie theater where they serve the pizza, just me and you. Peter's like, ah, I have homework. She's like, one night you'll blow it off. One night you can afford. And Peter's like, what, like, what movie? She's like, who cares? They're all terrible. Like, go right now. And he runs off to go get dressed. I love this issue. It's an unbelievable issue. It's it unbelievable. Is unbelievable yeah. issue. And I think the best thing about this volume is that you have the lightness and the brevity and just the zany hijinks, the, again, the John Hughes of it all yeah. for the first several parts so that you could have this very earnest, very real conversation at the end. This is a very genuine, earnest, real, like heartbreaking conversation. Uh, and it's it's hard to do that. It, I mean, imagine if this came, if this issue came 
at the end of last volume, you'd feel like shit Oof. walking away. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like you would be just depressed. But because it comes after a really zany thing, you've you know, it's it's a way better balance. It's way better. It's that's good writing, man. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. Well, and it's you know, and I just I I want to preface this as well. Um very away from comics for two seconds. Uh, mental health is important. Um, yeah. Therapy has made an impact in my life. It's made an impact in people who I know and people I love's lives. Um, it's okay to seek help. It's okay to talk to someone. But it is also okay to feel how you feel. It is okay to not be okay. Um, and I just, I think that's important for everyone to know. It's important for everyone to recognize that your feelings are valid and that people are in our lives to help us. So back to the comic. Um, I just, it, this is one of my favorite issues of this entire run. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't love this volume. I wasn't super down with all the Geldof stuff. Like Geldof. <laughs> fucking Geldof. Geldof. Um, I wasn't a yeah, huge Geldof. Geldof fan, but it was all worth it to get to this issue. And yeah. it was phenomenal. issue 45 is something very special. It's incredible. It is a very, very special issue. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up here, uh, gentlemen, final thoughts on the volume as a whole and your favorite part. I'm going to go to Malcolm first. I like this volume again. I really like just how it's structured, the brevity of it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I like getting to see the X-Men getting to flesh out the ultimate universe a little bit more, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, mutant is a big scary word in this book up until this point. You don't yeah. even know, like, if, if you're only reading Ultimate Spider-Man of the Ultimate books, you have no idea, like, what the X-Men even, like, are about or anything. So it's cool to get a look at them. Uh, even down to, you know, the thing that works about their costumes is that they look very paramilitary. Yes. Uh, yeah. They're all very tactical. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if that's your first encounter with the Ultimate X-Men, they do seem kind of scary still. For which sure. is really interesting. Um so yeah, I, I like this volume. Uh, a favorite part is that whole Aunt May issue. Yep. The, that's, so far, I think the two best issues of the run are issue 13 and this issue. Uh, and I guess issue, what is it? Five is the Peter Goes After the Burglar issue. Uh, so yeah, five, 13, and this are like the best issues so far. Like it's, it's so good. Hell yeah. Jacob? Um. You know, this is this was a fun volume, you know, like um, the whole Geldof thing was like a nice throw off and um, meeting the X-Men. These guys have already said it. It's like meeting the X-Men. I really love the Kitty Pride crush. That's actually really adorable Um, and um, something that makes a lot of sense in a way. Um, The yeah, just just. Uh, the evolution, of, yeah, just the, the the whole story for this and everything, and, and including I could care less about the last issue because who cares about MA? But uh, I'm kidding, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to say, see, this, uh, is, this is why Jacob doesn't go on Twitter. This exactly. is why Jacob doesn't have a Twitter account because he has shit takes like this. Yeah, it's because I like stirring the pot. I really like stirring the pot. Um, uh, uh, yeah, 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 making some sweet, sweet soup. Um, the uh, the you know the the last issue that with um with therapy session is it reminded me a lot of like um I, you guys were mentioning Ted Lasso I kept thinking of Sopranos 
where uh, yes yeah where yes. like yeah nice. where, Good pull. where like james gandolfini is like meeting with his therapist like and having all these sessions and it very uh-huh. much felt like that for me um it, it's very good um it was um it was very hard it was very hard to get through just because of like this was like a lot of stuff that i felt it's kind of what i felt i uh for for the listeners here i moved in back with my parents and uh these um walking around in this house again is very much like feeling ghosts in a sense because yeah. of like there are there are, there's a lot of there is a lot that happened in this house over the 20 over 20 some years and um if you stay quiet enough, like from, from not acting, uh, from not interacting with my parents or so you can like feel the ghost that of like people that used to be there. Like, and, and it's really, and it really hit home for me on this. Um, this is a great issue. This, the, this whole volume was fantastic. It's not my complete favorite, but it is, it's the first volume. That's not my favorite. That's actually kind of funny, uh, <laughs> but it, it is, it is my favorite issue in the end, but uh, it, it is, is not, it's, um, it was great to get to the zaniness to this part. Um, and I can't wait to see where we're going from here on out, you know, like, um, this, this, um, this can only escalate so much well, uh, so, so well in the long run later. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I am in the same boat with you guys. Um, that Aunt May issue is my favorite part of this volume period. Like that may issue just slaps. Bro. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it really it's, is. It's an all timer. It is. Oh, it's a bear. Yeah. It is uh, very much the episode of Ted Lasso where he like actually sits down finally with breaks Dr. Down Sharon. With yeah. yeah. It, it feels very 100%. much like that conversation. That's good. And that's 100%. really interesting because Bendis is a huge Ted Lasso guy. Is he, he? really? Lasso. Yeah, he's he's a huge Ted Lasso fan. But I mean, this was 2003. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's just wild that that is 100 percent It's crazy that Bendis they, they saw that episode really well. of Ted Lasso and then time traveled back so that he could write this issue. <laughs> Like, that's yeah, crazy. It wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. This point. Yeah. yeah. Anything uh, can happen. Nothing in Bendis does surprises me anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so honestly, like I said, I don't, I I don't love this volume. The yeah. majority of it really, Geldof. it's, it's, you know, it's the Geldof show, uh, which yeah. is fine. I do like the party aspect. Um, should we scatter is something that's going to stick with me for a very long time. <laughs> should we scatter is going to be scatter? in my brain for the rest should of the time. Should, so should we scatter? Um, should we scatter? Should we scatter? But again, it is worth getting through all of the really low stakes high school stuff to get to that AMA issue, which is, again, an all-timer. It's phenomenal. But that does it for Volume 7. And that does it for this week on the Geek Explain Book Club. Next week, we are diving into volume eight let me pull this up here it's called cats and kings <laughs> okay it was maniacal wow uh this is going to collect uh issues 47 wait you're not reading that wrong i'm not re- okay so 47 through 53 i guess we're skipping 46 there is a reason uh, oh dear okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna take your word for it so Issues 47 through 53, synopsis goes like this. Sam Bullet is work is running for mayor of New York City on an anti-Spider-Man campaign, and Daily Bugle editor-in-chief J. Jonah Jameson is backing him 100%. Fucking of course. But who is pulling Bullet's strings? None other than the Kingpin of Crime! Kingpin's uh, back! Oh, yeah. shit! Uh-huh. Oh, man. Uh-huh. We haven't seen Kingpin in a hot minute. Yeah. 
he was out in the out in the tropics for the last time we saw him. Yeah. Uh, so Kingpin's back. It's return of the Mac, and we are gonna see what exactly is gonna happen next is week. Is that all that the description says? That's all the description says. Oh, what's the, the sub- cover? Out of curiosity. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you not look at the covers? If you don't look at the covers, then I don't, I don't look at the covers normally. Okay, I... never mind. Never mind. Don't, okay. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. okay. Damn it. I want okay. I want some authentic like Eric surprise sounds because that's what I that's what always makes me laugh. It's just Eric, Eric is up always, to you. It's yeah, up but to it's you. up to you, Eric. You it's up it. to you. Because I have a feeling I know what the cover is. I think the cover is issue is. 52's cover. We'll, we'll we'll do it here. We'll do it live. We'll do it okay. live. We'll see we'll see what happens. Okay, it's a good point. Because usually all I all I do, listener, is I read the title and I read the synopsis and I just leave it at that. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, didn't that's, know that either. Yeah. That is just what I do because I like to like to keep surprises sometimes. But is that who is that? That's why I is that Electra? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Oh, Electra looks interesting. Oh, she's looking like Netflix debt, Electra. Okay. Interesting. Wait, is that it? Yeah. Electra and Black Cat. I'm yeah! more surprised yeah. about Electra than Black Cat because I figure Black Cat would pop up eventually. <laughs> but, and it's awesome. called Cats and Kings, so I just assume. Yeah. Yeah. But hell yeah, we're getting Electra and Black Cat. Oh, geez. This is going to be. <gasps> So wow, it's gonna be a sexy volume. Yeah, I have never been a black cat person. I've never really gotten that character. I just don't care. Fair. Um, fair. Next volume has my favorite black cat moment of all time. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, the greatest moment of all time. (laughs) Of all all time. Tune in next week to hear us discuss it again. Issues 47 through 53. Be there or be Geldof. But for now, for Geek Explain Book Club, this is Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. So we're so we're done? Should yeah. we scatter? Still don't know how I'm gonna make it back
watching Atlanta with this breakup. Jürgen is the best with the German engineering. So, yes, you know. Precision German engineering. Precision German engineering. He's fucking wonderful. I love Jürgen. <laughs>